Thank you, Jesus. Before I introduce Brian Hillstrom today, I want to introduce to you Dr. Chick Shaver, who is here with us today. Dr. Shaver is Professor Emeritus at Nazarene Theological Seminary. If you remember, Dr. Shaver preached here last year and led us in revival. Dr. Shaver, welcome this morning. Beside him is his daughter, Rachel, who is also Brian's wife. Rachel, we welcome you this morning. And now for our guest speaker, Brian Hillstrom serves as global Nazarene missionary directing the Jesus Film Harvest Partners Ministry. He has also served in prior assignments, which include missionary service in Denmark and Sweden, pastoral staff ministry, and work in communications and global missions. He and Pastor Brent are close colleagues, I believe. Don't you work out of the same, like across your offices are across from each other? I thought so. Uh, after Brian's message today, I want you to know that we're going to take up a special offering for his ministry. Let's give all of them a Fairlawn welcome this morning. Brian? Thank you. Are you having fun yet? All right. Thank you for allowing us to be part of your uh, worship today. Also, part of your ongoing mission as a church, you are one of 30,000 churches around the world whose job it is to reach their neighborhoods. Um, this morning, I want to show you a little bit about what your reach does beyond Topeka. So praise God for all the diapers and the wipes that you brought together for your local ministry. But know that when you come here to do church, you're also doing everything that I'm going to show you this morning. Um, Jesus Film Harvest Partners is one of the ministries of the Church of the Nazarene. Um, show them the next slide. That would be my family. So I am married to Rachel. Those are my two girls up at the top and their two husbands. I have no grandkids yet, except I married Rachel and she has two. So I became an immediate grandfather just like that. Those are my family. We don't do this alone. Um, we do it together. And so allow me in the next several minutes to introduce you to the rest of the people um, that work with the Jesus Film Ministry around the world. Uh, the next slide shows how that ministry works. So historically, do you remember 16 millimeter films? Like, yeah. Only a couple. 200 pounds of equipment is what Campus Crusade gave us in 1998. There was a generator, there was a gas can, there was a big screen, there was a 16 millimeter projector, there was everything to make it go. And so we did. And then, praise God, in 2003, they gave us finally Jesus on a VHS videotape. Y'all remember those? Okay. Just go down to your thrift store. There's a whole wall. And then in 2010, they gave us Jesus on DVDs. DVDs. And praise God for that. Um, and then in 2016, they finally gave us Jesus on that right there. That is a micro SD chip. Um, 
1998, one language of the Jesus film, just the 16 millimeter film weighed 19 pounds. We can now get 30 languages of the Jesus film on that chip. So in just, what, 25 years or so, this is the technology that we're now using. That is significant if you understand the places that we still need to take Jesus. So the Church of the Nazarene is in about 167, 69 countries. There are about 80 left. There's a reason we're not yet in the 80. Uh, Either they're remote, the governments don't want Christians there, the governments don't want another religion there, Um, they don't like us, whatever it is, we aren't there yet. And so I have about four years left in my ministry, and uh, part of what I'm focused on is to go to the 80. So the last 80 countries, if you can picture those in your mind, the hardest, most remote, most difficult places on the planet, that's where we're taking Jesus. And we're taking Jesus in that kind of a format right there. That goes into a projector, and I'll show you that in a minute. Um, Let's show the strategy on the next slide. So you have teams, 1,109 teams, number one. You can see them setting up the equipment. You have over over 1,000 teams out there doing this around the world. They show the Jesus film, number two. At the end... They give an opportunity for people to accept Christ. Number four, we always make disciples, not just converts. So the people that come to Christ, we try to get their names, their address, their phone number, follow up with them. Number five, that's a baby church. That was one of the most beautiful churches I have ever been in. The the bamboo was about as high as your ceilings here. The men sat on one side, the women sat on the other. There was a cow in the lily pads right behind me there chomping on the lily pads, and there was a guy in a pink shirt running around just screaming his head off. Just disruptive as he could be. And finally, the leaders got so tired of him, they grabbed him, and they prayed that demon right out of him, and he sat down with a big smile on his face the rest of the service, and just just sat. That's what we're up against. And your teams that are out there know that. So that's a baby church And then uh, number six, we always try to grow the baby churches into teenage churches and then adult churches. So that's what uh, that looks like. Uh, Two months ago, the next slide, I was in Ghana. This is in West Africa. So we set up the Jesus film in, um, in an area. Don't turn around. That's what I just learned. Um, We set up the Jesus film in an area. You can see the men standing behind the screen and then the crowd standing in front of the screen. So they watched the Jesus film from both sides of the screen. And then at the end, where it gets to the crucifixion, they halt it right there. And then they give people an opportunity to accept Christ. And in Ghana, they can raise their hand. In Countries that are anti-Christian, we hand out little pieces of paper and they mark if they want anybody to follow up with them. And so that's what it looks like in West Africa. This is the projector that we're now using. Okay. There it is right there. 
And remember, Jesus is on a chip. So Jesus goes in the side of the projector. The projector shines on that screen. And this is how we recharge the batteries that play the projector. So this is a 26-watt foldable solar panel. And everything fits in a backpack now. So 27 pounds rather than 200. And anybody can carry a 27-pound backpack. And this is what it looks like. When your teams are out there and they're setting it up, um, it becomes so real to the people that uh, sometimes they put themselves right into the film. So right at the crucifixion where the soldiers are whipping Jesus, we have had arrows go through this screen trying to take those soldiers out. We've had spears thrown through the screens. And I understand in Latin America, some guys with machetes rush the screen trying to get the soldiers off of Jesus. And so part of my job is to replace uh, screen surfaces. But when we show up and Jesus is speaking their language, it becomes very, very real to these people. Part of what you do in Topeka Fairlawn Church of the Nazarene is you support global missions. So when you take offerings like you just did, part of what you take in here goes to the work out there. So when you, just, just remember, when you meet here and you give of the wealth that you have here, that is part of the result out there. <clears throat> um, the next slide. So we did that the first night, and then the next night we went to where they had church. Um, they had grown so fast that they were renting a school. So the pictures on this side are them preaching in two languages. Actually, the man was preaching in one African language, and then it was being interpreted into another language. It was so packed that you can see the bottom picture. They're standing outside the door trying to see in. And then I turned around from that building, and I turned around, and here's a guy doing Sunday school under a big tree with the kids on the benches. And he was holding up his phone, and he was showing them pictures of creation in his phone. So they don't have a whole lot of money, so they don't have a whole lot of curriculum, not a lot of paper pictures. But we are now getting all the pictures that they'll need into their phones, and we're putting them in the hands of some of the leaders. So that's what church actually looks like. That's what Sunday school actually looks like in Ghana, West Africa. So praise God for that, but I also praise God for you, because you are helping make that happen. All right, the next slide shows some of the other um, tools that we're using. I shared these with the people that were in, in the meal together earlier. This is the Evangel Cube and the Evangel Ball. And you can see them being used in the right-hand pictures up there. See the Evangel hats right in the middle, the teams. Uh, some of the ladies down in Oklahoma, they said, hey, we knit. Could you use some hats in this color? And so they started knitting those hats for us. They're called Evangel hats. They look like Dr. Seuss hats. But when our teams walk around, they have um, an evangelical tool on their head. 
And so that, those are Evanja hats, Evanja ball, Evanja cube. And then the top device comes out of um, New Mexico. Faith comes by hearing. So Crusade gave us the Jesus film. Faith comes by hearing gave us the audio Bible. Luke 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued... In Mandarin Chinese. Now you can hear that, right? Luke 2. That's a little box that's not being mic'd. And how many people are in here that heard that clearly? And there's a solar panel on the back. You don't have to plug it in. You don't have to buy batteries. So you set it in the sun, the S-U-N sun. The S-U-N recharges the batteries in this little box. And then you play it, and the S-O-N comes out of the box. Okay? It's called the Audio Bible, and Faith Comes by Hearing gave us this. That church there is in Southeast Asia. Um, the man in the white church is one of your missionaries. He's, he's actually um, Quan. He's from a different country than the one he's serving in. So he's an Asian missionary being sent to an Asian country. And because you're live streaming this, I won't say the names. But uh, that's what it looks like when your missionaries go out and touch. And then I also shared this in Sunday school, but this is our Bible story cloth for the New Testament. We also have the Old Testament. So that bottom picture is South Asia, where they're teaching the people the stories of the Bible. They, a lot of them can't read, uh, but they're really smart. And so they memorize the stories of the Bible really, really fast. All right, we're going to show you a video, and I want you to pay attention because um, you're going to see some stuff in this video that you're going to go, what, what was that? Well, Christian Motorcyclist Association. Do I have any bikers in the room? Any bikers? Like, <laughs> bikers? <laughs> Big bikers. Christian Motorcyclist Association came to us, and they said, hey, we know you have teams out there. You know what our ministry is? Our ministry is to raise money to put bikes under teams who go out and share Jesus all around the world. They're out of Mena, Arkansas. And so they have now given us about $1.5 million to buy bikes for your Jesus Film teams. And we didn't even ask. They came to us, and we helped them fulfill their mission statement. They help us fulfill our mission statement. But watch in the video that I'm going to show you about bikes and how the bikes are being used to uh, go to the hardest to reach places on the planet. This is Enzola, and he serves as a, a missionary in Central Africa.
Now, is that cool or what? Did you see that river? I mean, one slip and they're gone. But that's the tenacity of your teams all around the world. Um, there was a half sheet in your bulletin. Anybody not get a bulletin? Okay. Is there any usher that still has bulletins? Nobody's moving. Okay. If there's still bulletins out there, you didn't get one? Okay. They're, in a second, they're going to come back in, and you're going to put your hand up, and she's going to give you one. So the next slide shows a summary of what's on this half sheet. You have 1,109 teams. So put your hands up if you didn't get one, and she's here. There's a hand here. There was a hand over on this side as well. All right. Every 22 minutes, there's another showing of the Jesus film. Okay? 1,109 teams. Every 22 minutes, there's another showing of the Jesus film. Every 43 seconds, somebody else makes a decision for Christ. And your return on investment is for about every $3, one more decision. So every 43 seconds... Every $3, one more person comes to Christ. In the United States, it's about $50,000 per convert. Yeah, keep your hands up. Here they come. So this is your return on investment. Campus Crusade has given us 2,048 languages. That means 97% of the world can understand Jesus speaking their language. That's important if you understand about 70% of the world doesn't read. They don't, they don't prefer to read. Thank you for delivering those bulletins. I shared in Sunday school class of how you can download the Jesus Film app into your phone. It's right down here, the little red box. And you can share the Jesus Film with people who don't speak English as their first language. So if you download that app right down here, you can become an evangelist here in Topeka. I've done it to several of my taxi drivers, Uber drivers. They tend not to speak English as their first language. And then you can see the big historic numbers. So for the last 25 years, your teams have turned in reports that equal over 90 million contacts in the showings. Over 18 million have made decisions for Christ. 8.8 million are in discipleship, and then we've started 119,000 baby churches. So that's what the harvest looks like when we put the right tools in the right hands, and those people's task is to take it to the next neighborhood, the next village, or across the next mountain range. But this gives you an idea of the breadth and the depth of this ministry that your church is intricately involved in. If you have any questions about that, I can answer those at at the end of the service in the foyer. That's where I'll be. Now, I notice some of y'all have white hair out there. Or no hair, I can see. No hair. How, How long you been doing this missions thing? How old is this church? 80 years. 
You know, if you were Aussies, I'd say, good on you, mate. She'd be right. How would I say that in Topeka ease? Right on. Well done, good and faithful servants. You've been praying, giving, going, supporting, and sending for 80 years from here. Right on. Well done. But it's not done. There's still 80 countries that we need to get in. And in the countries that we're in, there's still people who don't know Jesus. So these are some of the tools that your church is intricately involved in to reach the lost. So well done. Well done. The next slide, I'm going to buckle your seatbelts. I'm going to take you a whirlwind around the world. This is the Amazon River in uh, Brazil. They built a boat. It sank. They built this second boat. It didn't sink. They put the Jesus film up on the bow of the boat. They come bow first into the villages along the Amazon River. They share the Jesus film. People come to Christ. And then the blue building is a portable shelter. We call it the ark shelter. And we set those up because in the Amazon, it is uh, wet. It's a tropical environment. And so we have to have a shelter in order to meet. And so that's what church looks like in the Amazon River Basin of Brazil. This next shot, I have not been to this country, Mongolia. Um, One of the reasons is because for five months of the year, it is minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's cold, right? Minus 40 degrees, five months of the year. Who were the missionaries that our church sent? They were from Korea. See his motorbike? CMA bought bought him the motorbike? See the blue roofed building? In Mongolia, It's an arid climate. They can't find water. So what did Nazarene Compassionate Ministries do? We dug a well. It's under that blue roof because it's minus 40 degrees, five months of the year. And what do the people do? They come to that well house to get water. And then what do they do? They come to that church to get water for their thirsty souls. See the the round buildings? They're called yurts. See the Jesus film being shown inside the yurt? We endearingly call this the first yurt of the Nazarene in Mongolia. They have now put about 30 women through the pastoral course of study. And they are on fire to win Mongolia. Mongolia is, is a, well, you're live streaming, so I won't say any other religions. But it has another religion as its main religion and animism. So they're taught that there is no God, um, and they're definitely taught that he doesn't love them. And then Jesus shows up. Woo! It's total about face for these people. Okay, the next slide. Um, East Africa. During the pandemic, they didn't shut down. They just started putting masks on. So you can see all the masks on the leaders. He's using the Cube. He's using the Ball. Um, during the daytime, and then at nighttime, they would set up the Jesus film, and they would be appropriately spaced, watching the Jesus film on the big screens during the pandemic, and this is East Africa, so think Kenya in your head. And then the next slide shows what we did 
when we couldn't do the big screen showings when the pandemic hit. We started streaming Jesus through apps. There's an app called WhatsApp. And we cut up the Jesus film into 61 segments and we started streaming one minute at a time. And so people sat there in their homes, you know. I was locked in my home. You were locked in your home. Everybody was locked in their homes. Some of them that had the schools that were still meeting, we, we uh, were able to screen it outside in the school building. See that bottom picture? It doesn't matter how hard it is, the mandate is still to go. And so this next slide shows you a map of the world. That box is called the 1040 window. So the bottom of the box is 10 degrees north of the equator. So here's the equator and then 10 degrees north latitude by 40 degrees north latitude. And then it starts over by West Africa and it goes clear over and includes Japan. Inside that box is the birthplace of Islam, atheism, Hinduism, and Buddhism. Inside that box, 70% of the world live. So south of Texas, that's only 10% of the world. Think Mexico, Central America, all of South America. That's only 10% of the world. In that box, most of the world lives. 82% of the poorest of the poor people on the planet live in that box. Let me give you what poverty looks like in the world. If you put all of us into a bucket and divide it into thirds, the bottom third of the world lives on $200 or less a year. The middle class of the world lives on $200 to $2,000. And all of us who live on more than $2,000, we're in the upper class. You're in the upper class. You have more wealth than most of the people in the world. And most of the people who have never known the name of Jesus, like in 2,000 years, they still haven't heard his name. They live in the 1040 window. So guess where we're targeting Jesus Film teams to go? Woo! 1040 window. It's harvest theology. You go where the harvest is ripe. You go where the fields are ripe unto harvest. And they are ripe unto harvest there. It's just tough getting there. So let me show you what tough looks like. The next slide is a country in Southeast Asia. Um, I can't tell you the name. Um, they're having a civil war. And we had a church there. And the country was divided, and so our church decided to go across the Civil War lines and share Jesus. So they called me up and they said, hey, we don't need a motorbike, we, we need to build some boats. And so we sent them $787 to build those boats. And those are local church people. So think, I'm going to pick you people right here put you on a boat, and you're going to go up the river and start that church. And because school stopped because of the war, guess what we also did? We started school. See the bottom picture? And then we started baptizing them into the Christian church. Woo! That's hardcore stuff right there, folks. And those are lay people. 
those are lay people. They are not ordained elders of the Church of the Nazarene. They are lay people just like you who got in a boat, went up the river, and started planting churches. Here's what it says. We sent six local missionaries, and in six months we started five churches and baptized 30 people in a Buddhist and Muslim country. Okay, I just said Buddhist and Muslim online. Next slide. This is one of the highest countries in the world. This is where Noah's Ark stopped. You know, after the flood, mountains sticking out of the water, Noah's Ark. This is called Nepal. This is where um, the Himalayan mountains are, Mount Everest. And so our teams live at about 10,000 feet. Kathmandu is the capital city. The largest mountains in North America are called 14ers. They're about 14,000 feet. Those guys are walking at about 20,000 feet. Okay, you and I couldn't breathe at 20,000 feet, but they live at about 10,000, and then they walk another 10,000 up. So here's their story. Himalayan mountains, no, okay, 10,000 27-pound backpacks. We're praising God for 27-pound backpacks. Why? Because we rode the bus for one day. We got off the bus. We walked two more days on narrow, slippery paths. We had to be careful of the wild animals at night because they would eat us. Though the village is far and remote, we decided they should not be deprived of the love of Jesus Christ. It may be a tiring and expensive journey, but our hearts are filling are willing to suffer for the salvation of these people. This is um, a non-Christian country. And officially, the whole government said, if you're not this religion, you're against the law. So it's a non-Christian country. We have never seen such church growth as we are seeing in that country right now. And these are people who are willing to go to the extreme to make it happen. And then you can see what church looks like. The two bottom pictures during the pandemic. The pandemic didn't slow them down. It just grouped them all together and they were easier to get to. Like, woo! Okay, they're stuck. Let's go where they're stuck. So praise God for your teams that are out there doing ministry like that. And then I want to introduce you, the next slide, to an all-woman team. They called us up. They said, we don't want a motorcycle. We want a motor wagon. And because we all want to travel together. And so in Togo, West Africa, where voodoo was created. You know, voodoo is the religion of Haiti. So this is Togo, hardcore, dark, dark, dark stuff. You can see the backpack on the back of one of the ladies on the bottom. So they all get in their motor wagon, and uh, I'm going to read you two stories from them. They said, we went into one village, and we started showing the Jesus film, and the voodoo priest came out and started doing his incantations. But he got tired after the first day, and he went in his hut. We showed the Jesus film every night during that week, and the last night, we were summoned into the hut of the voodoo witch doctor. 
the man said, I can see that your power is greater than my power. Please help me know how to repent and receive this Jesus. And those ladies led that voodoo witch doctor to Jesus Christ. They went home, and the next day, a runner from his village came to their village. And the runner said, last night when you left, the witch doctor died. And I'm thinking, woo, he made it. Like, "Mm, he made it. He was that close to eternity in hell. And those women showed up and shared Jesus speaking his language. And he repented because he understood power. And now he's in heaven waiting to hug our necks when we get there. Okay. Number two. They went into another village where the prince of the village was 12 years old. He hadn't stood any day of his life because his body was not good. His legs did not work. He's the only son of the king of the village. His name was Emmanuel. That night, his father took him to watch the Jesus film. And during the showing, when Jesus is healing somebody on the screen, this child watching Jesus heal somebody on the screen, show him the next slide. Go ahead. He stood up for the very first time in his life. Nobody even prayed for him. And his proud father then accepted Christ. And now that king of the village is worshiping our king. So, and he also gave land to start a church. (laughs) When Jesus shows up, that happens. You can read that in your Bible. Jairus' daughter, Lazarus. Boom, boom, boom. But I'm getting it on emails now. See, Jesus is still doing his Jesus thing, right? All around the world. Praise God. Well, how are we going to reach the rest of the world? Show them the next slide. There are 7.9 billion of us using 8.7 billion cell phones. So we have more cell phones than people on the planet in use. So how do we do this? How do we flood Jesus into all the cell phones on the planet? And almost 3 billion of us haven't heard Jesus' name yet. So if there are more cell phones than people on the planet, see the pictures? We get Jesus into the cell phones, and this is now the preferred screen size that people are watching Jesus on. It's the same with you. How many times do you go, hey, Siri, show me how to repair that? Hey, Siri, shh. How often do we ask our phone to tell us something, right? Directions, recipes, how to repair something? Well, it's the same around the world. And so now we're putting Jesus into cell phones. Let me show you what that looks like. This is a portable hotspot. It looks like a cell phone, but it's it's just a hotspot. It creates a hotspot that's about 150 feet around. And I can put my little, anything I can put on this chip, I can put in this hotspot. And then I turn the hotspot on, and any of your phones in proximity to my hotspot 
can download whatever I'm transmitting in my hotspot. Do you understand? So I smuggle Jesus in on chips. I put the chips in the hotspot. I turn the hotspot on. Any phone can download what's in my hotspot. So the next slide shows what we're doing around the world. 63% of the world, they, they don't have Internet access. So they have to pay for every gigabyte of data they download. If you have to pay your monthly salary to buy 50 gigabytes of data, that's not a good choice. So 63% of the world does not have Internet access. When you show up with a hotspot, everybody's going, hey, hey, there's a hotspot. And they start downloading what's on the hotspot. So the next slide. This is Mumbai, India, at rush hour. We've got 10 teams doing this for four hours a day. They're reaching about 1,500 people each hour. What are they doing? They're getting on the train. Jesus is in their hotspot. The Bible is in their hotspot. And the audio Bible is in their hotspot. So they put it in the backpack. They get on those trains. They ride them from end to end. And people on the trains are going, hey, there's a hotspot. And the hotspot says, would you like a free movie? Yes. And it downloads into their phones. Would you like a free book? Yes. And the Bible downloads into their phone. Would you like a free audio book? Yes. And the audio Bible downloads into their phones in Hindi. And they're Hindu people. They don't have access to this stuff. Except through hotspots. And when we do that, we try to capture their phone number so that we can follow up. Hey, did you watch the movie? Do you have any questions? Because their worldview is just flipping around. They got questions, yes. That's what it looks like in one of the most populated countries of the world. I think they have 1.3 billion people in that country. Most of the unreached people who have never heard Jesus are in, in that country. And so we show up, we bought 20,000 of these, and we're shipping them to countries all around the world, putting them in the hands of people like the guy that's been blurred out. And then he gets on the buses and the trains and he delivers Jesus into phones. Do you get that? Okay. The next slide. During the pandemic, one of our guys got sick. And so he had to go to a hospital. It was the government hospital. So it's a, it's a non-Christian hospital, Hindu hospital. And he turned on his hotspot. Now, these people are COVID patients that close to dying. And the religion is Hindu. And their hope is I come back as a prince and not a frog in my reincarnated life. That's their hope. And they're that close to death. And Jesus shows up. He walked around 200 beds making sure every one of those people could download Jesus into their phones. And here's what I want to read to you. Our guy got well. And when he was ready to leave, the doctors in the COVID ward said, you have to leave your hotspot here because it's now infected. <laughs> Woo! Jesus shows up. They're that close to hell. 
and through just a bit of technology that we have put in their hands, people in that country are finding faith in Jesus Christ. Well done, good and faithful servants. And this last picture is one of the countries I can't tell you the name of, and it's in a secret room in that country. We gather them together. You can see the children. See the little projector right in the middle? It's the little white spot. So it's projecting right above the faces of those kids. See the adults in the background? When you're supposed to love people as much as you love yourself, that's what it looks like. When you're supposed to lay down your life for others, that's what it looks like. When you're supposed to give the cloak and the coat and go the second or third mile, that's what it looks like. When Topeka Fairlawn Church reaches out and brings diapers for a local ministry, it also reaches out and delivers Jesus into countries you and I will never go to. So well done, good and faithful servants. Let love be your only debt, right? Love others as much as you love yourself. This is a church that historically has done that all your life. And so I just pray that you're able to continue to do that well. This is your return on investment. Those kids will be in heaven waiting to hug your neck when you get there. Praise be to God. Thank you, Brian. Amen. As you're demonstrating about technology that's being used around the world, I think there's some, we use technology every day to listen to the news. And we watch the news and we think, oh my goodness, the evil that is in this world. And then we come here today and we hear Brian. And I was thinking as I was sitting there and I was feeling more, whoo, each time he spoke of another thing that someone is doing, the, the, the courageousness of people and what they are willing to do to reach people for Jesus. Don't be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. Don't be overcome by that evil in the world because you see, and this is one of my scriptures that I love so much. Well, it's not mine. It's ours. He's given to us. Jesus said, I and my Father are always working. So don't get, ever get discouraged because God is working. You may not see that in the news, but we heard it today, didn't we? Look at all the things that he's doing and the ways in which he's doing. And I want to say to you again today, what is God doing in you? Or what could he be doing? Just embrace him. Use the things that God has given you. Just, Brian, I hear you this morning talking about, we use this, we use this, we use this. Use what God has given you. Because there are people that, that want to hear about Jesus. Nobody wants to hear about Jesus. Oh, yes, they do. 
They want to hear him through your kindness. They want to hear him through your prayers. They want to hear him through your gestures, the things that you do and the willingness you have to serve Christ and be courageous like Brian's told us about today. Brian, thank you for you and for all the people that you represent. We are so grateful and so thankful that you have come to share with us today. And I want to invite all of you. We're getting ready to take an offering this morning, and I invite all of you to be a part of what Brian is doing and through him to so many people that he represents. And by giving in this way, you're being a part of what he has shown us today, both here and back in the community room this morning. So I invite you to give. Let us pray as the ushers come forward. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we honor you and worship you. And I think today, God, as I listen to Brian, that you're still God. And you're still working. And you still love. And you are not overcome with the things that we see around us. For you are God. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. And we are your hands, Lord. God, help us today to embrace you as you reach out to us. And Father, we just give this offering today in the spirit of love and of Jesus as Brian will then take that and use that for all the things he's told us about today. In Jesus' name. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the price you paid. Bearing all my sin and shame in love you came and gave amazing grace thank you for this love lord thank you for the nail pierced hands wash me in your cleansing God, help us again today to be renewed in your Holy Spirit to serve you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Brian, thank you for coming today to be with us. We're going to close, but I want to invite you, Brian and Dr. Shaver and Rachel will be out in the foyer. 
please come and greet them. And uh, I'm sure that Brian is more than willing to answer any question that you ask of him, and he'd be glad to do so. We have them here this weekend. Take advantage of that. Spend some time with them today. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to, to, to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And now, Father, in your name, as Jesus instructed us, Lord, I pray for each one here, my family, my church. Lord, as I see each of their faces in my heart, God, I pray for them. And I pray your commission burns strong within their hearts. There are so many wonderful things that go on in this church, and I am so grateful. And I pray them encouraged to continue and that we would go forward in your spirit, serving you, Jesus, and loving one another, that all may see that we are your children. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you all.